0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. I can't believe we're already in June, which means next month is July. We're getting so close to the release of the One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2, and I'm so excited for that release. So many awesome bands coming together with exclusive tracks to do this comp, and it's just so amazing that from Within Records is able to put this together again. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. So please do yourself a favor. Boot up your social medias, your Twitter, your Instagram, and go click that follow on From Within Records so you can stay up to date on all the awesome news. And there's still a ton of new music on the way. Shackled, MH Chaos, Payback. Uh, did you guys catch that uh, Payback set that Hate 5-6 filmed? There's a snippet of it on Hate56's uh, Instagram TV. So head over to his uh, Instagram and go check out that video. It's about two minutes. It's super fucking awesome. And I, I just love the quality. You can go catch the full set on YouTube. Uh, go check that out. Go search Hate56 on YouTube and go watch the full video. It, it's super awesome. And it uh, got me real excited for that new payback record coming. So please support from within records because they support us on today's episode we had matt and matt on two mats it it gets a little confusing uh, when i'm talking to somebody or when i'm talking to two people with the same exact name uh, but it it was great to be able to talk to both mats matt zaleski he'd been on before Uh, he plays in a band called brute so i was very happy to have him back on the podcast i support everything that he does I love New Jersey hardcore shout out Perth Amboy. so much respect to everybody from the area. And it was also fun to be able to talk to Matt Sherman for the first time. And I was really just really um, pleased with the zine that they had sent me. They, they, they I do a zine called Jersey slide. They sent me volume nine and just the quality of the zine blew me away. Right. And this is not to shit on anybody else who does other zines, but I was just really impressed with their quality their attention to detail and i talk about how they sent a crossword puzzle that came with the zine which is super fun because obviously it was hardcore related but just the fact that uh There was just extra stuff uh, that came with the zine. We got the crossword puzzle, a ton of stickers. So it it was um, super fun for for me to read. Awesome interviews. Um, They had some, you know, uh, record reviews, some breakdowns of the Punisher. It it was seriously such a fun read for me. I enjoyed the full color. Uh, I'm... Uh, I, I don't know why that just jumped out at me but I, I just really enjoyed uh all the photos from their friend carl gunhouse so shout out to him for that but it was so awesome and it, it, it really caught my eye and i was uh, seriously impressed with their uh, detail and the quality so shout out to jersey slide if you're not familiar go follow them on instagram uh volume 10 or issue 10 should be coming out sometime this month and i'm definitely looking forward to that so Please strap in, enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, welcome Matt and Matt to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Matt and Matt. We got two Mats today. Uh, it might be a little confusing, but we're going to use some nicknames so nobody gets confused while we're listening to this. But before we get into that, can you guys both introduce yourselves and kind of give uh, just a little intro to the people who may not be familiar?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm little Matt. I play in Brute and I'm one half of the Jersey Slide fanzine. I'm
2: the larger Matt at more. I'm the other half of the Jersey Slide zine. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah. Well, thank you guys for, for for being down to do the podcast, and I, I appreciate you guys willing to work with my schedule. Uh, but b- before we get into the, the zine talk, uh, uh, Little Matt, you mentioned uh, Brute. Um, I'm curious about the band. Can you talk about um, you know what's going on? Obviously, you guys had a release last year in 2020, but here we are uh, halfway through the year. Shows are definitely back at this point. So I'm curious, is there any news you can talk about when it comes to Brute?
1: um i mean there's not like definitely no like releases anytime soon like we've been so everyone in bruta at this point is like in other bands um i don't know i don't know if you saw but cut down released their demo today so yeah. mm-hmm. avery avery is singing in that band now and he's uh he's also in another band that i think is releasing something soon but we're all we're all working on other stuff so we kind of like we get together when we can and um you know, we've. I think we have like six new songs written. So I think we're kind of just gonna write until we get bored of writing, I guess, and figure it out from there. But I do know that um I think there is some talks of uh, some shows in New Jersey coming together. So I'm not really sure how solid it is, but there is, something's definitely gonna happen in the summer at least.
0: Okay. Hell yeah. Well, I'm glad that uh, at least everybody's staying busy outside of Brute. And it's cool to hear that you guys have six songs written because you know you could put that out as a, as a record but uh for you guys to i'm um, obviously i'd uh, be busy with other things and just kind of come back to brute when you have time uh, i'm just happy to know that the band is uh, still together and still doing stuff when they can
1: yeah yeah i mean it's it, it's like we're the only at this point we're the longest uh we've been a band the longest out of any band from for example so it's like, it's weird to think about because we, we've only been a band for like three or four years now, uh-huh. but like Fence Cutter, Fence Cutter was only around for like three years. Misconduct was Misconduct was around for like 10 seconds and they broke up and um, Pierre Grip was like the first Amboy punk band and they were around for two or three years-ish. So we're, we're, uh, we always make the joke, like we're the youngest kids, but we're like the old heads at this point in, in the in the Amboy scene because we've been around the longest
0: for sure. Uh, rest in peace to the fence cutter, uh, they're you know, the, the, awesome band, but yeah, no, I, I'm happy that you guys are still keeping it alive out there. Cause I love, uh, you know, whenever I would see people from Perth, uh, you know, just rep it so hard because whenever people have pride from where they're from, I, I think it's awesome. And I, I definitely can respect that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it is the coolest city in the world, you know, like it's just it's where I'm from and it's, it's what made me who I am. So that's why, I, that's why I like to rep Amboy so hard, you know, and, and I know like Alexis from from Brute, like he he loves it just as much. And it's funny because like Avery and Hubble are, are from like 15 minutes away or from home, though. but they, you know, they never hang out in that we always hang out at Amboy anyway. So hmm. they're honorary Amboy.
0: Hell yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks for the update on Brute. But uh you guys uh, both do this zine and I feel like I was, uh, you know, obviously put on late to the zine, uh, you know, Matt, um, uh, little Matt, you and I, we talked, uh, you know, through the DMs uh, about the zine. And I, I was just so surprised that you guys had something like this going on for a while. And, I, you know, obviously I, I was kept in the dark and you brought me up to the speed. Um, you sent me your guys' last issue. And I, I was, um, you know, I'm stoked that you were willing to send that out to me, just kind of um, show me what you guys are working on. And when I got it in the mail, um, if I'm being honest, I'm not like a big zine head. I, I see stuff here and there on, on the Internet, and I've reached out to, to people to check out to see what they have going on um, more on the PDF side, uh, you know, versus uh, the physical form, because most of the time I'm just late to, to the game. So, uh, you know, things are usually sold out or out of print by the time it gets to my attention. But um, luckily, um, you were nice enough to send me a copy, and I was blown away by the quality because w- when i opened it i was expecting uh you know, just your typical just uh, you know a smaller format no color which is uh, no to anybody who doesn't like that but that's just what i was expecting because in my mind that's kind of like the standard but when i opened up the uh, jersey slide that you sent me it was a volume eight correct uh yeah, uh, that was nine. Oh, excuse on. me. Excuse I'll me. Grab it. Uh, no, excuse me. It was volume nine, and yeah. I I was just blown away by the size of it because I'm like, okay, this is like what I um, would typically expect—something that looks like a magazine. And you guys were just like full blown, like with color, and just the quality of the paper was just uh, w- was super awesome. And then when I start flipping through the pages, I come across, uh, you guys went the extra step and added a cool um crossword puzzle. And there was like a contest tied along with that. And I was like, dude, this is this is crazy that there is, you know, um, a zine like this right now with this high quality of work. And it it just made me so much more excited to be able to talk to you guys about it. So if you can go back to how the zine first started and how you got to this high quality version of it.
2: Yeah, it definitely didn't start with this high quality. This this new print happened with volume nine this was the first time we did it everything else used to be like standard copy and print we used to do the old school way of copy and paste photocopying and and all that um but yeah we experimented with it this time uh i think everybody liked it uh matt and i were pretty stoked on it uh we're definitely going to do it again with volume 10 but uh i feel like that wasn't the answer you were looking for you were looking for a way beginning right
0: yeah like what was the the first idea of the zine like how did you guys come up with that idea
1: i don't know Matt. you want to take this one or should i i mean it was it was pretty much your idea at first i mean like i had brute going on so i know you would you would approach me about it and so he had he had kind of brought it up to me and he you know like we both i've been i have this big stack of old zines, and so like he had brought it up to me at some point and um I was kind of on the fence about it. Cause I wasn't really sure. I didn't, I mean, I didn't know anything about making zines and I wasn't really sure, like how, how we would go about it. And if I wanted to take on this new thing, but we, we had finally gotten together and decided like, okay, well, we'll do this. And so when we started, we made, um, we made like the smaller zines and they were black and white, um, copy and paste zines. And we would only do like two or three interviews a zine and they would be pretty small. We sold them for like five to eight bucks each. And, it was it was cool. And, um you know, it was we I mean, we got to interview, uh got to interview Mark Porter from Four Punch and Crust and Blind Justice and like all these cool bands. And so then at some point it it had kind of gotten a lot uh for us because the two things that I really wanted to do with the scene was make it a New Jersey hardcore scene, like exclusively New Jersey stuff. And I wanted to put it out monthly. Because I know there were zines that used to do that, and I think it was really sick. So I would, what we would do is we would pick a show that was happening the next month, and uh, we would we would choose some bands. So like, let's say Terror was coming through on a tour, we would try to interview Terror, and then st- sell the zine at their show. And so like, we would pick a few bands that were playing in New Jersey at the time, and we would uh, we would base it around that. And so it just became a lot for us because we were trying to find like always rushing to find a new band to interview and find tours that were coming through and stuff and then like we would rush to put together the zine so it became a lot for us so we took a break for about a year or so and then when we when we finally decided to revisit it um we decided that we needed a an easier way to to put the zine together so that's why we decided to do like a more digital style and um you know it's it's easier now and uh obviously like with what we've experimented with it's, it's turned out a lot better and like I'm a lot more proud of the product that we put out now than what we did a a year and a half ago
0: I actually like that idea of uh kind of doing it based around these shows because if you think about it um I feel like the frequency of shows doesn't happen like uh too often so like there isn't that fear of like oversaturation and Uh, Obviously there are going to be a lot of the same bands playing on these shows, but for you to be able to talk to these bands coming to your area and kind of get their perspective um, on your scene, I I think would be really interesting. So I I really like that idea. Um, But obviously, uh, you know, things can get tough, but I I do like um, uh, the, the, the digital stuff as well. Um, I I I do like, uh, I I appreciate the zines. that do both because you know, for for people like me who prefer uh, the digital side, um, you know, it, 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 um, helps me out cause I'm able to tap into this stuff too. Cause there's some, you know, aspects of the scene that I don't really tap into because it's like, you know, straight physical. So I, I, miss out on some stuff and that's totally fair and I'll, um, you know, get to it when I can, but I, I do appreciate you guys doing some stuff digital. Um, but the, from the step from doing like the, the normal black and white, um, you know, the, the copy and paste stuff, uh, going to the full color. Um, the magazine style um like the bigger size like was that a challenge for you guys
1: um i mean for sure like it was we used to we used to get them printed at staples and um it was a lot cheaper and like we just like after eight issues we you know we we had it put together you know we knew exactly how we were doing this so when we when we came back together and decided to redo this, it was like it was like starting completely fresh. but the thing with volume nine is that volume nine was made uh volume nine was originally put together in the beginning of twenty twenty i think okay. and
2: because, yeah like a couple of the interviews were a little outdated, but we didn't
1: want them to go to waste yeah, so that's that's the thing is volume nine was put there was raw Gates prospect um
0: Downfall
1: well.
2: and uh we, our friend Carl Gunhouse, who I should also say shout out to him because without him, half our photography would not get in the zine. We would not get that done. He's one of the coolest photographers on the East Coast.
1: Yeah, so all all the bands in that, like Raw Brigade, we put that together for the for the Raw Brigade tour that was of I think April of 2020, mm-hmm. and then when Raw Brigade came to. To amboy that was going to be the show that we sold that zine at and um you know obviously these things didn't happen so the rubber gate downfall and prospect interview those were all from that time those were all supposed to be released in i think april 2020. so that's why like if you read the interviews it's like yeah um there's definitely like things about like touring to new jersey and like the time like things at the time that like don't make any sense now because you know we've been in lockdown but you know we figured it was it was important I, you know i still had them and um it was funny i tr- i had tried to put together a zine um by myself and i cuz i wanted to put those out i i figured i have these at least like let's just put out one last zine so i tried to do it myself and see how hard the work was but i have i have no clue how Matt did that i could not figure out how to put together a zine myself i you know i tried and so but now now we have now we have this newer updated version of the theme. So one thing that's different is that there's no shows. And so like, I mean, shows are starting to come back now, but like, we were like, well, how are we going to, how are we going to do this? You know, like, who, who are we going to interview? Like what's, what's going on? You know, cause I, I don't want to just do like, okay, these are cool bands. Let's do it. Like, I want to do active people, you know? So, um, so that was, that was like a hard thing to figure out. Like, getting back into the scene is like who are we going to interview like how often are we going to put these out and you know selling them online is a lot harder than selling them at shows that shows at shows they would sell pretty well but online you know they might sit there for a little bit so there was like quite a few challenges getting back into it for sure
2: that was kind of um like the big step like uh, bef- before or I would say, like during the pandemic when when Matt hit me up that we wanted to do it again, my biggest fear was how are we gonna sell them? because as as much as we did get to gratefully sell online, most of our sales were at shows. Um, but I will say with volume nine, this was the most we've ever uh, sold online. So it's definitely gave us more confidence in that. Um and I'm hoping it also now reaches out to like more people further away. But uh, it was definitely like a curveball going into this whole digital style. Cause uh, So just some background information on me. I'm a two-time community college dropout, so I have some graphic design influence. Uh, I'm not the most creative person, though, so this was definitely a lot of me learning new stuff on Adobe Illustrator and Adobe InDesign. And that was how I was able to get it. That was like my homework this pandemic was to learn that and figure it all out.
0: That's awesome. Well, I, I feel like um, you've done a you know pretty great job for being a two time dropout. I'm sure you've uh, soaked up some <laughs> some knowledge on the way. Um, but uh, f- my, big my parents guy, are so proud. By the way, my my big question is, uh, where was the inspiration to to go to this newer style with the full color and the bigger size?
2: I think it was just wanting to try something new. Like we had more time to experiment. Um, I've seen a couple of color, like zines printed and colored. I forgot the names of them. So it's like, I think also like one of the things we love doing is showing off the photography we get. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love looking at show photographies. There's nothing better than looking at pictures of your friends going nuts after a show. And, um, Carl sends us some awesome pictures that are in both black and white and color and it i just also thought it was like a pity to kind of waste that by printing it in black and white um so it's just a new way to kind of show hardcore in in a new 2020 colorful version
0: yeah well i i definitely appreciate that because seeing something like that uh it, it definitely catches my eye and makes me a little more interested if i'm being honest like if i see something like that i'm like all right cool there was like some real effort put into this uh, from just like I mentioned earlier, the quality of the paper and it being full color and it being a, a, a bigger size. Cause these days, um, it, it's not normal for me to read a magazine. Cause cause back in the day, I, I remember, uh, g- like one of my most favorite things about going to the grocery store with my parents were being like, all right, cool. There's going to be a magazine section. Like, let me go see, um, like the newest video game magazines. And then, you know, towards my later years, like UFC had a magazine for like a short stint. And then I would go read, um, you know, stuff on like computers, like I'd go to like Barnes and Nobles or Borders and just uh, be so excited to see this, um, you know, th- this form of media, which um, is still around, but is it's not as prevalent as it used to be. Cause obviously a lot of things move towards the internet, social media. So I, I don't really feel like that format for me is uh you know like i i don't seek that stuff out anymore so to be able to see something like that that kind of brings me back it, to me it's kind of like a throwback but also at the same time um in the space it's not something that you see uh you know pretty uh, you know often so it, it, it's not common so it, it definitely just sticks out to me and i definitely appreciate it a lot
1: Thank i you. mean the only the only thing that like the putting together the zine like how we did now it was for sure it was for sure a lot of matt's idea um just like all the colors and stuff like that the only thing that I like i really knew that i wanted to do was just have like a have like a film photo on the two covers because i have a huge stack of thrasher magazines and I've i've been subscribed for so long and so i've always i've always liked how they had the same kind of cover but with a different picture every time so I was like that. And I like the consistency of their magazines. You know, you can always find the same sort of things in them. And so like, and there's, there's another zine too here. I have a soul crap. It's, um, it's this guy from Greece. I, I can't, I can't think of his name, but he, um, it's a really quality zine. It's over a hundred pages and he's got, um, he's got plenty of interviews in there. And so when I, when I had checked that out, I was like, um, you know, it's really, it's such a high, like, A lot of zines you see are just paper and they're folded in half, which is what we used to do. And then I saw zines like that and, you know, it was like, wow, like this is, this is more than just a zine, you know, like it's got the harder cover pages and, you know, there's so much more content and stuff. That was something that like we really strive to do is just like make sure our zine is better
0: hmm Yeah, no, you, you got to do what you can to kind of um, stand up, stand out from the rest. Cause obviously in that, and just like all kind of all aspects, even like, you know, for me doing a podcast, I always try my best to do what I can to stand out to, you know, grab people's attention. So for you guys to, uh, be able to do your part and I'm um, trying to stand out and do things that other people aren't doing. I, I think it's smart because um, it's going to get people interested and be curious like, Oh, like, like, what's this zine about? Like, who are these dudes doing this? Like, you know, crazy, uh, you know, bigger size magazine style and full color zine.
2: I think something Matt brought up when we were kind of, fiddling with the ideas this is as he mentioned he wanted our zine to be something that people can you know one day find on their shelves again and pick it up and it'll be interesting still and uh i really hope that's what we're capturing like i don't want i think one of the coolest things i have is um we actually got to interview him uh, what was his name uh brett beach brett beach thank you uh he used to do hardware fanzine in new jersey and he put out like a compilation book of all of it i just think it's so cool to be able to take that book and every now and then just look at it find a band i never heard of or that sounded familiar learn a new band or something uh be able to check out an interview with them really old photos that you can't find online and and when matt brought that up uh I was like, yeah, I, I really hope we can and capture that, too. So I really hope, like, this new format makes, you know, helps our zine not be outdated and still alive no matter when you pick it up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I remember, like, bringing that up because someone, um, it was Jesse Gaspace. He runs uh, Mr. Face Records now. And he uh he had sent me a bunch of old zines. And so, like, flipping through them and, like, checking them out. On the first page of one of them, there was, like, a scene report kind of thing. And uh, the first thing I said was like, oh, well, this is what's up in hardcore now. Like Roger from Agnostic Front, fresh out of jail, like Agnostic Front getting back together. I was like, wow, like that's such a crazy thing to read in a zine, you know, like I'm sure in 10 years now, like I want someone to read like, yeah, Misconduct just put out the demo and Prospect just put out the new EP, like something like that, you know, like I really liked reading that. Cause, I mean, that was a huge moment in hardcore too, like, back in the day. And like you hear about it all the time. So to hear about it like fresh from a zine, you know, like when people were first hearing about it when it came out, like, that's such a it's a piece of history, you know.
0: Yeah. And for you guys to be you know, documenting it um with your zine, I I I I think it's important. And even for everybody else who's out there doing their part to document it, whether they're uh, you know, filming sets Uh, taking pictures doing podcasts or zines it's really important and um, sometimes it may be hard to kind of realize that in real time but for the future when when people do look back and they're able to you know open the jersey slide volume nine and be like holy shit like this is you know a a moment in time right because they're gonna be able to see all those um you know awesome photos read those interviews that happened at that moment and probably have that same feeling that you did when you uh, read about uh, roger getting out of jail and agnostic friend getting back together right
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly like, it's about, it's about like preserving these moments in time. Like I've always, so the first thing that like started with me, was, I remember when I was really young, like when I first started going to shows, I think, I think it was Jason, my brother that, that told me like, yo, you got to get the set list. I don't really get it. It was just like a crumpled up piece of paper that had songs on it. But I mean, now I have literally a whole wall full of set lists over there and from all my favorite bands. And like, that was just like, you know, cause I can always remember, like I can look out there and I could see exactly what songs they play and I could, I could think about when I saw them and think about those times. And so like things like pictures and podcasts talking about these things and zines interviewing bands, like that, that's exactly what it does is it preserves these moments in time. So that way in the future, we can look back on what happened in hardcore and see the, see the progression because in a sense, hardcore is still a new thing. I mean, it's only been around for a few decades now. So it's like, you know, we're still we're still progressing through it. It's not like it's not like folk or or blues or something that's been around like forever. Like, you know, this is still a new thing. Like the pioneers of hardcore are still around.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's true. And and that is a trip that that they are because sometimes we... We do forget and maybe take things for granted just because um things just feel so normal sometimes right where it's like okay like we've been listening to these bands we've seen these bands live go to shows buy the merch uh you know hop on social media talk about the bands whatever move about our day but when you kind of take a step back it, it, it is true like hardcore um you know when it comes to like the, when you look at like the bigger picture and how long like you know the world's been around and you know actual like real time uh yeah hardcore is just not even a blip it, it's it's still so young and it, and it is important for for all of us to, to to make sure that we can document as much as we can because things can easily get lost through the sands of time think about think about how many bands have come and gone and um if they've made like you know no kind of like real like impact or um kind of made a a a big footprint in the scene um so many bands just get easily forgotten right so I I I think it's important for, for everybody for if it's just your local scene or your region or whatever it it doesn't matter big or small just try to just document everything because who knows what's going to be important in the future. And it's always cool to be able to have that history documented and be able to look back.
1: Yeah. I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing about hardcore for me is that hardcore is put together by the people who are, you know, it's people mm-hmm. like you and me who are working together to, um, help this scene progress. you know? And, and so like something like a, like a fanzine, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, that was a that was a means of communication, really. I mean, people would go pick up their local fans and read about Roger getting out of jail. You know, and they're like, "Oh my God, Agnostic Front's gonna get back together." Mm-hmm. Now it's a little different. We have social media and stuff, but you know, hardcore was started by the people in hardcore, and so these people would put in work and they would spread the words about the bands. And you know, they would they would they would post flyers around towns and they would put together these shows. And that's the thing is like, there's so many, um, you know, like there's so many like bystanders to hardcore and there's so many people who like just go to the shows and you know, that's it. Like hardcore, hardcore is is put together by the people who are in hardcore. And so that's, that's why I like doing a zine and I like being in dance and, and helping put, a, put together shows because really like without, without the people in the scene, there would be no scene, you know? So it's like people, people who are just like bystanders to the scene, you know, not not to like press anyone about anything, but definitely like do something. You know, like it's everyone always can use a little help with whatever they're doing. You know, putting together a show or a festival or anything like that. You know, I think everyone should participate in in some way. You know, like you have your podcast and we have our zine and there's plenty of other people doing other things. So it's like everyone who 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 participates is is just helping helping to make a more positive community and, and a more positive impact on
0: them 100 I, I hope uh the year 2020 was a uh, kind of like an eye-opener for everybody because i i felt like people were so used to the fact that okay there's going to be some sort of tour coming through this week or some sort of local show happening uh, but then obviously the pandemic hits everything gets put on pause and you kind of realize like holy shit, we don't have anything and it did open up a lot of doors for people to be more creative and you saw um you know bands getting creative with doing live sets and trying to find creative ways to promote these records that they couldn't tour on or people getting creative and starting zines during the pandemic starting podcasts during the pandemic just just to keep it alive and i i think that was um really smart and i um, really cool to see people like all right cool like this is only alive because we're keeping it alive, right? Like, just just I mean, if we were to stand still, uh, hardcore can't keep going. Like, this thing's powered by us, by people like you, you guys who are doing this zine, um, you know, the, the bands you guys play. In. so, it, it's um, hopefully uh, opened a lot of people's eyes to, to realize that this, uh, you know, uh, community that we love, this uh, subgenre of music, it, it's only alive because people are willing to put in the work to keep it alive. It's not like you know some well-oiled machine that's always going to you know keep running no matter what. Um it's only going because there's hard working people behind the scenes, uh, you know, working together to put, you know, tours on, shows, festivals, zines and just everything else.
1: Yeah, I definitely
2: My bad. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like, as cheesy as it sounds, it really shows like the beauty in, in the community, how no matter what obstacles hardcore goes through, whether you lose a venue, a band breaks up uh, sometimes, you know, just some shit happens where shows quiet down, like hardcore just keeps coming back stronger. And and I think that's, what's going to happen with this pandemic. Uh, like, like you said, more people getting together for zines, finding creative outlets to promote stuff by doing live streams for their music. I mean, I think one of the, I was kind of late on going to them, but I think it was so cool. People were creating merch swaps, Uh, to go to out here and and I I think it just shows how strong this community is Um, it's it's really made me more and more grateful for it Um, yeah I don't know what were you gonna say Matt
1: yeah I mean I just hope that um, like coming out of this pandemic we I mean hardcore is definitely gonna come back real strong you know like you know people have missed it for over a year now so it's like I hope that I hope that the people who were bystanders like realize that they can't be bystanders because nobody's nobody's doing this work for them. You know, like they got to I hope that this made them realize that, like, this is this is us and like this is what we have to do. So I hope that, you know, there's more people like actively participating in their local scenes and and stuff like that coming out of the pandemic. And, And I mean, there's been plenty of bands that came out throughout the pandemic, you know, which is which is super cool. So I'm excited to see like this like new
0: wave of hardcore bands that that are coming out now for sure uh more recently uh turnstile just announced um, some west coast dates with uh, show me the body and never ending game and uh, me and a buddy were uh talking about the date that's happening here in orange county pretty big venue and i'm uh he was just like dude like we got to get our tickets right when they go on sale it's gonna sell out and i was a little skeptical I'm like i don't know if it's really gonna sell out because um it's, it's in a pretty big space so I, I was telling him I'm like dude it's not going to sell out like it's uh you know late summer uh i don't know if people are going to be that comfortable with wanting to go back to shows because it's still kind of um you know weird for people because we're not fully out of the pandemic yet things are getting better but it's not like you know we're not in the clear yet um so i, I was telling him I'm like dude don't don't stress it's not going to sell out like don't worry but he's like and he was telling me like dude you're crazy like i'm just going to get our tickets uh just to avoid any issues i'm like all right whatever thank you like grab my ticket and we'll figure it out and sure enough he, he buys my ticket and then i'm getting hit up by a bunch of people saying like hey did you get a ticket like it sold out like i missed out and i was just like okay maybe i'm i'm just in the wrong here i, I guess i'm mistaken because um for every date on it was, it, it's three dates and every date on, on that west coast run sold out like like really fast and i was like holy shit! i, I guess uh, uh people feel a little more safe than they did a couple of weeks ago about going to shows and for for it to move that fast i'm like all right cool like people are really really wanting to get back to this so it, it was definitely a, a positive thing so shout out to everybody who got a ticket shout out to the band's turnstile show me the body and every game for um, willing to do something like that um you know end of summer because I, I know a lot of people were trying to be a little more patient and waiting till fall but for them to do something like that and kind of make that impact um it it definitely shows that people are dying to to get back to the show and for for that to be one of like the bigger things uh you know um being promoted and it getting more of a positive reaction it 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 definitely is something very cool to see so i'm definitely stoked for it and i can't wait to to be able to go to that show because i um you know love those bands
1: yeah i was i was uh i was kind of in the same boat as you because um that that murphy's law and mad ball show in new york city we had a I, I went to it and I was like, I was like super naive about it. Like I was like, nah, there won't be that many people there, you know. Like I don't really think much of it. And when I show up and there's three thousand people there in the park. And I was just, like, what? Like I couldn't believe it. And then once I was there, I was like, well, yeah, that was pretty stupid of me to not think that there would be thousands of people here. Like there haven't been a there hasn't been a hardcore show in so long. Like and all these people want to come out to a show. Like obviously everyone's gonna be there, you know. So and it was like it was just such a weird experience for me to be there. And like, I I was, I felt like super uncomfortable being in like that big of a crowd, Uh but it was like, it was good to see, like I saw a lot of people that I haven't seen forever and it was like good to see all them. And and I hope that, uh, I hope that, you know, people, people start to feel a little bit more comfortable and like, you know, things start to get better and and we can like start having like a, a normal scene again.
0: Yeah, you know it's crazy. Um, they just announced out here in California they're gonna start giving away like cash prizes for people who get like vaccinated. You get like entered into a raffle and they're giving away money, which is, is crazy because obviously they want more people to get vaccinated. So um, there's like you know less chances of cases happening, right? But for them to kind of just start offering these prizes to me, it just seems insane. Uh, and kind of like a like a, I feel like I'm living in like a weird wacky world where I'm seeing like the governor post about giving away cash prizes if you go and get vaccinated, uh, which isn't a bad thing. Um, I feel like if, um, people want to get vaccinated to, to be safer. Uh, you should, should definitely do it help out the cause and move us to you know a, a safer place faster. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited and, and I'm, I'm and I'm happy to see that there's uh, like that backlash of shows being announced. Um, is it, gone because uh, to me when the mad ball show in the the park happened i i understand like i understood both sides so i'm like all right cool like i, I get um, both stances and uh you know this is uh, something that was bound to happen uh whether it was uh that mad ball show or some other show um, that was going to happen first on that scale um and then obviously you saw like a couple weeks later with alpha omega playing with section hate there was um like it was like a well, 180 like uh people were like praising it more than there was hate like i i, I got a little hate for going but um that's not a big deal to me uh but it, it's just ha- i'm just happy now that we're seeing these uh, announcements with like uh, that turns out show on the west coast the philly barbecue and i'm hearing rumblings about things happening in so many different places and i'm like all right cool like i'm stoked that uh things are starting to turn at a pretty good rate and bands are going to be able to get back out there and we're going to be able to see uh, just a lot of friends from all over and it just just be in a way better place than it was just a just a month ago right
2: i think regardless no matter when things start getting back to normal there's going to be like this huge adjustment phase where people doesn't people aren't going to know what's right or wrong and i think that's going to be hardcore's obstacle but i think we're already getting over that Like with more and more shows getting announced and that all i say is like you know let's let's bring back shows if you're comfortable and then if someone's not comfortable with it also don't shame them it's it's an adjustment period for everyone
0: yeah no i i honestly i feel like we're in that position right now because when i went to that la show um i I reached out to some friends uh to to go because i knew it it was going to be um like so, something uh, something just felt like different about that night so am like, i right like i i have to go uh so i went re- but i before i went i reached out to some friends and they uh, called me crazy for for wanting to go and i was like all right like i i totally get it that you don't want to go um still in the pandemic it's not like a 100 guarantee that we're not going to get sick when we go so i still rolled out and like like my friends um you know they understood that um you know i was safe and i was going to be safe and i you know saw their perspective too like i i, I didn't um i wasn't upset or i thought less of them for not wanting to go but but i i do agree um that uh we're in that like weird gray area right now trying to figure out you know how we're going to kind of navigate through these times because this is this is the first for all of us right like we've never been through a, a pandemic like this before and our scenes um you know hasn't been like effective um excuse me affected like this ever so it it is a new thing for all of us and we're just we're all just trying to uh, figure it out you know all together but um there are going to be you know weird instances where people get upset and uh, people aren't going to be happy but we just have to figure it out
1: yeah i mean it's like it'll definitely once it's back it'll be back strong but you know these first few months of like shows starting to come back they're they're going to be real weird and uh you know, like I don't know I don't know if you felt this going to the LA show, but like I remember going to so before I went to the Mad Bowl show the week before I went to go see uh this new band reaching out, they're from New Jersey. Um I went to go see them at a at a park down um like down in South Jersey. And I like I remember on the way there, I was just like, Are people gonna mosh Like, how is this gonna work? You know, like we're not supposed to be close together, you know? And I mean yeah, people mosh you know, obviously we know right now. But I I was it was such a like it was like an uneasy feeling going there and um it was like the same thing with the mad ball show but so i mean you know i'm sure everyone else like who hasn't been a show in forever is like gonna gonna feel that same same feeling
0: yeah you you gotta kind of just uh once you're there gotta uh figure it out because i feel like the only time that I, i was ever uneasy about doing anything um during uh you know the whole like you know this whole pandemic thing was uh probably when I went to uh, Disney world, right? I do like this annual trip with my friends and we went in 2020 and, uh, the flight there was, uh, it felt normal. I was like, all right, cool. Like i I'm, I'm still around people cause of work. So being on an airplane and being around people, that wasn't like a big deal. But then when I got to the, the parks, that's when I was kind of like, holy shit. Cause I hadn't been around that many people at once. Right. Like thousands of people just kind of just uh you know just going about all every which uh, direction and that took me like a little like um like adjusting to long because it was because that didn't feel normal because i'd gone like you know pretty much like almost like 10 months without being around that many people when that was normal for me uh, being at Disneyland every day so going to disney world without having been around that many people in so long it, it did make me feel like a little like uneasy but then i kind of realized like okay uh, we all got temperature checked when we got in here, so that's less of a risk of me catching it here. But um, you know, just got to keep my mask on and uh, be safe, and just try to make the best of it. Because I did fly across the entire country just to experience this. So, uh, but that was like the only time I ever felt like uh, like a little uneasy about um, you know being out and about during the, like this whole situation. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, it's like I uh us I think I I flew on a plane twice during this. Um, cause Uh my mom lives in Michigan now, so I went to go see her and, um, the both, both flights, um, I don't know if like all airlines were doing this, but I know like my, both flights that I went on were, um, they had like everyone spaced out, like real even like throughout the, throughout the, uh, the plane. And honestly, I like not, not, uh, not because of the pandemic, but I was really hyped on it because like I had room. Every time you get on an airplane, there's no room. So, like, you have room to, like, stretch your arms out in between the seats and stuff like that, you know, like, cause there's, a, there's somebody two rows in front of you. So, you can put your feet up a little bit, you know? It was like, it was, it was nice. And then, like, I mean, I work at a grocery store. So, like, I got really used to wearing a mask and getting my temperature checked every day. So, yeah. like, none of this, none of this, like, people coming, oh my God, I can't, I can't breathe without the mask. Like, maybe you just wait a little longer. You get used to it, you know, like, you know, I I'm fresh. Like, one day, one day they told me I couldn't go to high school anymore, and that was that. I was wearing a mask every day, eight hours a day, like, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I got, I got real used to it really quickly, and so it did, a lot of, a lot of it, I mean, I was, like, I didn't hang out with, uh with a lot of different people for a long time. I mean, my whole family were all essential employees, and uh, so I kind of only hung out with, like, my other friends that I also worked with, because, like, we all kind of have equal as risk, but, like if there was someone that like wasn't working and I wasn't hanging out with them. Cause you know, they don't really have a risk of getting it. but it was, uh, you know, I got, I got really used to everything like super quickly. So I, I was never like super scared, but you know, I was just like, I was always super, uh, super cautious of like who I hung out with and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. I like for, for all of 2020, I saw like the same, like five friends. And, yeah, And yeah, and I, I totally re- respected all my other friends who were doing their own thing, staying in their own bubble, which, uh, you know, I had no, no issue with. I'm like, all right, that that's cool with me. I'll see you when I see you. Right. Um, and I, I felt like that definitely helped out a lot because obviously the less people you come in contact with, the less chances of you getting it. So, uh, th- that's how I spent most of 2020, but, uh, it, it wasn't that big deal for me either. Cause I'm, I'm not like the most social person. So for me to, to just work, come home maybe hit the the record store or just, uh, you know, uh, just stay in my own little, uh, personal bubble. That was fine with me. Uh, it wasn't that, uh, you know, big of an issue. I I wasn't like freaking out. And I know a lot of people um, have struggled like mentally and, uh, you know, other, like other aspects of the, the pandemic, just hitting people differently. I totally get that. But for for me, I just, uh, did what I could with like my environment. And, uh, you know, it, it was interesting, but I'm just happy that I'm okay. And I hope, uh, you know, I can, Uh, you know, continue to just kind of navigate through this and be positive.
2: Yeah, my whole uh, household was on a very strict lockdown. My sister, um, in the beginning of the pandemic, it was funny because she was finishing up her Ph.D., and uh she had to do her what's it called like a dissertation thesis thing Mm -hmm. i don't know she's the smart one in the family but she had to do it over zoom and it just so happens her phd is in immunology and she's an immunologist now so she was taking this pandemic way seriously so it's and and then she was back home living with us temporary till she found her job but uh, we step out of the house, she would come out and tackle us. No, not tackle us, but uh, she she would uh, not let us do anything. So we're we we definitely stayed home. Uh, I, I barely like the first time I saw Matt again was what like in March.
1: Yeah, and we what do what do we do? Do we go? We're just hiking? like
2: i was like my sister's not home she's not gonna kill me let's just like meet up at the mall like late hours where there's nobody there and i met up with you and alexis and it was it was good to finally see you guys again but i didn't get to see any of my friends and stuff but uh one thing i should also add is low-key i'm jealous you got to go to disney world because my disney world vacation got canceled this summer i'm very jealous
0: well, uh, well. hopefully you, you can reschedule because uh, if I'm being honest, well, I, ha- I, I had a spring trip in April of t- of 2020 that got canceled because of the, the, the pandemic. So that was completely scratched. But the trip in October, that's like an annual thing.
2: Yeah, we were supposed to go for a wedding for a family in Florida, uh, for some cousins in Florida. Mm-hmm. I barely even know them. And I told my dad, I was like, listen, we haven't been to Disney since I was two. I don't remember it. It doesn't count. They got the Star Wars park. We're going if we're going to this wedding. And he was like, all right. So we had everything booked and then the pandemic hit. And so I don't I don't know if that family trip will happen again because we were only going to go for the wedding. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I got to make a Disney trip. I want to go really bad.
0: Okay, Um, well, if your family's not down, I'm always down. I love Disney. Okay, (laughs) all right. We can figure it out because I'm
2: gonna probably be hovering around the millennium falcon in galaxy's edge the whole time i hope you're okay with that because i'm gonna be drooling dude when i see that
0: it's it, it's awesome it, and okay um, i'm not like the biggest Wars fan but i am friends with people who are like diehards and that's me uh, and, and trust me it, it is a sight to see so you definitely have to get out there at some point
2: yeah see in california you guys got like the whole marvels part uh, marvel part there
0: right well we have the star wars um uh, uh galaxy's edge as well but um it's just shaped different
2: uh-huh but don't you guys have like a marvel like avengers thing yeah there? that's
0: actually opening next month june oh, 4th okay. so that's not open yet no, no i gotta no.
2: go there then i forget florida
0: Okay, yeah two birds with one stone. come out to california um w- which um in my opinion um it it, it, it it's more doable out here because uh, you'll you'll need less time versus florida and you probably need a little more time since there's more stuff to do but if you come out to california uh you probably do you could literally do everything in a, in a day if you can time it right and if uh the flow is good uh but worst case uh a day and a half you can be able to do everything there's not like as much to do out here but but it's still pretty awesome
2: sounds like a plan
0: all right well, uh, getting back to to, to the zine, uh, obviously you're back. Uh, you know, you guys came back with Volume Nine. Are you going to try to keep like um, like a consistent release schedule, or are you guys just putting these out when you can? We're
2: trying for seasonal. I think like quarterly. Like this is going to be technically the summer issue. Uh, we're going to go for winter. I mean, Matt and I decided we're not going to like kill ourselves over it, and and you know, force. We don't want to have to force content. You know, like. Okay. If we don't have like that was what we're kind of go like talking about before with the smaller zines trying to release one for every show. I don't want to release a zine just for the sake of releasing a zine I don't want to make people buy a zine if there's not going to be a lot of content in there, and if we can't put our best out there, so the the loose goal we have is seasonal. Um, hopefully about four a year and I and it seems to be doable like I'm happy with how volume nine came out Um, volume 10 is pretty much done and I'm really stoked on that so it it seems like it's going to be seasonal Um, but we say that loosely
0: okay and you mentioned volume 10 is there um, a release date that you guys have in mind
2: so it honestly depends I just got to literally finish one page I was going to do either tonight or tomorrow and then I got to send it to the printer and uh, we use a website called Printivity. They're pretty good. They get it to me within a week. So no exact date because I'm just bad at guesstimating stuff. But probably not next week, but the week after, I think we're gonna have it out. We usually release it on a Friday.
1: Okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely sometime in June
2: at least. Oh yeah. Definitely in June. I'm I will not let it come out later than that. I'm I'm too excited for the next one.
0: Hell yeah. Okay. So that that's not too far away. And uh, you, you guys just put it on like a you guys website. You guys have like a big cartel or like an actual website. Yeah, it's
2: jerseyslide.bigcartel.com. We have it in the link in our our Instagram. Which is what is our Instagram, at? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, I probably just Jersey hold on. I'll team. check it. <laughs> <see>. I don't <laughs> want to give the wrong one.
0: The, the the two creators don't know their own Instagram.
2: No, <laughs> Matt, Matt kind of handles me. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Jersey Slide Team. At,
2: at Jersey Slide Zine, that's hell, it. Hell
0: yeah, that that that's awesome. And I, I and I'm telling you, just when I opened Volume Nine and I saw that crossword puzzle, like. And I'm not even a fan of crossword puzzles, but just the fact that I got just something extra like on top of the zine, I'm like, okay, this like brings brings me back to when I, uh, you know, and this is me inserting K-pop into the conversation. This is like when I go out and buy these uh, K-pop albums, right? Like the incentive, like obviously the album, like it's cool to to, to have the album, right? But whatever, I'm most likely not going to put the CD in anywhere because the only CD player I have is in my car. I don't have a CD player in my house and no nowhere else my computer doesn't have a cd drive my consoles don't have cd drives so like i'm i'm not even going to listen to or uh, put that album to use but the main draw is what comes along with it. Right. The, the photo book, the stickers, the picture cards and the, the incentive to get like the more rare drops. So when I open the Jersey side and I just, and, and, and yeah, it's, it's just a piece of paper with, with a crossword puzzle on it. Um, You know, some people could look at it like that, but for me, I'm like, okay, this is, this just kind of um, elevates it to just an, another level. I'm like, cool. I get like something special along with the zine that I didn't even know was going to be in here. It, it just got me like way more excited. So I'm, I'm curious, is that trend going to continue? Um, are there going to be like, um, more extra stuff to come along with it?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, I think I, I thought of the crossword puzzle, like really early on because so when fence cutter did fence cutter did a weekend, I, it was either we're well, one step closer here to stay when they did this, but they, they made a little crossword puzzle and I think like half of the answers like didn't even make sense,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, um, I still have it somewhere. And so I was like, well, what if we do that for the zine? And then whoever's, whoever gets it right, like, completely right first, we'll give them the zine for free, you know? So um, I thought of that, and I'm like, a, you know, like, I just love, like, hardcore facts and, like, lore about bands and stuff like that. So, like, I I love talking about that stuff. So I figured, you know, I'll, I'll think of some of my favorite ones. And so, like, eventually it's, it's going to get real hard because I'm going to, like, run out of facts to, like, put put in the crossword. But I definitely, we're definitely going to continue, and I, I want to, um, I definitely want to like put like other little, other little things, like thrashers come with sticker packs and stuff like that. Like, maybe put like a little poster in a zine or something like that. Like, I definitely want to. Everyone loves free stuff, you know. Yeah,
0: and and obviously, uh, something that you can like participate in. And w- was there a winner for the crossword puzzle?
2: Yeah, we announced uh, it on our uh, Instagram page. Uh, what what's Victor's last name? I don't remember. Uh, Canalas. Yeah, he won it, so we got to send him his uh he'll be getting a free zine. Hell yeah, he won. Shout out uh, Victor.
1: Yeah, so we yeah. uh um yeah I posted I posted that he won, and then I put the uh I put the answers in a in a separate uh in a separate picture, so I don't spoil it for anyone. But if if you want to go look at the answers, they are up on the page.
0: Hell yeah, that's
2: yep. Yeah, after this, I'm probably going to get yelled at by Matt, because I honestly thought the crossword puzzle was a dumb idea, but it seemed like a lot of people loved it. <laughs> and especially now, after talking about it, it's, it's going to be another I told you so conversation. Um, And now all of Ma- Matt has a tendency of texting me ideas like six o'clock in the morning he has for the zine. Okay. Like, and there's a few like freebie ideas he mentioned to me that maybe I'm not going to say now because I don't want to spoil it, but... I'm, like, kind of thinking, like, you know what? Maybe Matt's right. We should do it.
1: Yeah, everyone loves free stuff, you know? And it's funny you say that at like, 6 a.m. because I do wake up at 6 a.m. for work every day. And, like... He I, literally you know,
2: will I'm, text me, like, hey, we should do this. And I'm just, like, it's 6 in the morning, Matt. Like, <laughs> well, let me sleep.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you got to get those, I- those ideas out because uh, if you lose that, it, it could be gone forever, so maybe yeah that, that's like yeah.
1: that's like people in a. I know i know like a lot of people in bands will have like voice memos have like voice memos on their phone of them just being like dancing just like <laughs> singing like a guitar riff into their phone that they thought of
0: mm-hmm. yeah well uh, keep it up uh and, and i'm not even saying this because i want like more free stuff but i just like Uh, the the idea that you guys are are once again just willing to take that extra step to 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 make that zine uh, more special because out of all the zines that i've ever got i've never gotten a a cool crossword puzzle like that had a chance for me to win something along with it right
1: yeah that was that was another thing that like just about like being different you know like i want i want i'm definitely like every single zine that we put out will come with a crossword puzzle and you know if you if you're the first person to get it right then you get the next thing for free. That's, that's just like, I want that to be our thing, you know, like not saying anybody else can't do it, but you know, like, I've, no, yeah. I was
2: just going to say like one other thing, which again, we'll add to Matt's I told you so is what I realized after we put out the crossword puzzle. I, I realized it brought more interaction between us and readers. And I, I think that's what makes me appreciate it now and makes me want to bite what I have said. Um, I'm a hypocrite. I'm going to say it here now. I am a hypocrite. I did think it was a stupid idea. But I really like it now. And uh, we're, we'll definitely do, I don't know, I think Matt and I, honestly, after this conversation, I think Matt and I will be talking next week with something new we can maybe put in, in the scene.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's... That, 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 that's awesome. And I'm, I'm glad that you guys are willing to take that approach. And, and yeah, and, and to, to be able to interact with the people who are reading what you guys are putting together, it, it it's, it's awesome. Cause uh, from my perspective, whenever um, I, I get a chance that somebody or when I get a chance to talk to somebody who's um, listened to the podcast or is even interested, um, uh, I, I think it's really uh, awesome. And even at this point, yeah, I've done like over like 200 episodes. Uh, it, it still blows my mind that there's uh, like a lot of people out there are willing to, you know, take time um, out of their day just to listen to me speak to, to people who I think are interesting and cool for hours on end.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like, it's cool that, um, like everyone who, who I know, like bought the zine, like they were like, yeah, I got the zine. The crossword puzzle is really cool too. So it was like, I was super, I was super glad to like hear that people like that. And also like, one thing I was worried about is just like that it would be too hard, but a lot of like a lot of the things on like crossword puzzle were like pretty common knowledge. So I, I like tried to make the next one a little bit harder so that mm-hmm. we like it wasn't super easy, but you know like every single answer on the first one you could look up on the internet if you you know like there was a one of the questions was um there's a picture of of the rapper Nas with uh with Tupac and it's like one of the only pictures of them together and he's wearing a biohazard shirt. So like one of the questions was like, what is, you know, what, what, uh, what New York hardcore band's t-shirt is Nas wearing in this famous picture with Tupac? If you look up Nas and Tupac, you see the picture of him with the biohazard shirt. So mm-hmm. like everything is like relatively easy. And a lot of the things you can look up on the internet, I, I don't suggest it. Please do not look up all the answers on the internet for the next one
0: for sure no why
1: are you trying to make it hard on people they could you can tell people <laughs>
2: what to do you're, people are stressed with a pandemic and you're going to throw these curveball questions at them and tell them don't google this you're crazy well you're i not. don't google it. I, exactly I, I think i give the
0: google approval i think that it could open up a dialogue between uh you know uh like you know different hardcore kids that people are reaching out like oh hey i know you're from this area do you have knowledge on this i'm trying to find this answer to this crossword puzzle so uh yeah, you know, so I can respect okay. both sides, no, you know, or, or maybe take, if they're if they're super antisocial, right. they could just Again, look it up.
2: I take back what I said. <laughs> yeah, no, that's um, a that's a.
1: But that's yeah, a I thing.
0: guess you could just kind of take whatever approach you want. But yeah, but I just think it's um like overall just fun, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly it. It's just like it's fun, and and then you know I get to I get to talk to people about the zine and talk to them about the crossword puzzle So it's cool. It opens up a new conversation.
0: And uh, uh, Matt, uh, you had a, a a section in the zine about the the Punisher, wh- which I, f- I thought was um, pretty interesting because obviously uh, y- you mentioned that you're into um, comic books and video games and stuff. But for, for you to comic nerd, uh, that's awesome. Uh, f- but for you to <laughs> in- include that, because um, obviously. Uh, a, a lot of people uh, don't understand that that symbol has been hijacked. So for, for you to to, yeah. to to break it down and um, help people understand that that symbol, um, you know, th- that the, you know, that their idea of the Punisher um, could be wrong when it's tied to like, you know, these Blue Lives Matter uh, type crazy things. It, it, it's, it's crazy, but I thought it was really cool that, that yeah. you, you broke it down in the I- zine.
2: I will admit that article has been written on so many websites about it during everything that's unfortunately been going on Mm -hmm. and has been going on. Um, But I really wanted to bring it up to you because, you know, not everybody who's into hardcore reads comics like Matt. Matt's really weird and craps on me all the time for reading comics, but that's okay. We'll get to that another time. But I wanted to put that in the perspective of a kid who is really, who I really try to speak about what's on my mind and also coming through a comic book reader of who the Punisher is and why cops shouldn't be wearing a symbol. And in no way, this is shitting on people who are fans of the Punisher. But I'm saying it as a way is if cops are wearing this logo, then we know whose side you're on. And and that's pretty much it. And I, I was really happy because a lot of people uh, actually came up to me about it and said like they didn't know about the stuff. And you know they never understood why why cops wear that logo and stuff. Um, so I'm really happy I was able to publish it. I mean, it, it goes along with how we're trying to add content, um, you know, do more than just interviews. I try to, I like, I really have grown an interest in writing ever since doing the zine. So I try to, every zine just kind of speak about something that's on my mind. And that, that was something that definitely was,
0: Yeah, I, I think it's great because for, for us to, to get, um, some more perspective on, uh, you know, you guys as individuals, I, I think it's awesome. Uh, so so for you to want to write that uh, about the punisher i i think it's great and i you know i'm definitely looking forward to um you know more of um the you know more personal stuff on, on your guys side
1: yeah, yeah that's like
2: this scene i didn't get to write much personal stuff but it's my goal to start doing it yeah. it was easier when shows were going on because there was just stuff i could talk about like cool experiences i had like i think one of my favorite things which looking back now was not my best well-written but i loved writing a whole feature about my experience seeing Half heart at their reunion show that was probably volume i don't even remember it was it was one of our earlier ones but i wrote about my trip to massachusetts to see Half heart um but yeah, I, I, that's also a goal. And unfortunately, we I don't think we really hit it with this next scene, but we still have a lot of cool other content anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do want to try to write more personal stuff. Uh, we've been trying to even encourage people if they wanted to write stuff to us, um, we'll put it in. And we've done it a couple times. Unfortunately, we don't get a lot of people reaching out to us about it. But uh, yeah, it's it's another goal we have in the scene to write more personal th- things
1: and stuff.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, well... Some,
1: when you look, when you look at a lot of zines, a lot of them are like, they kind of fall on this fine line. Like a lot of them are like real personal, like in this, in this Soulcraft fanzine, this, um, this guy, he's got the first two pages are literally just like, this is what I've been up to in my personal life, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's super cool. And, but like a lot of times you read them and they're kind of just like, they're not like that cool to read, you know? Like I, I love hearing about like people and stuff, but a lot of times you just like, you read it and it it just doesn't like, I guess it doesn't click for me or whatever, but I definitely like, there definitely should be a a personal aspect to it for sure. Cause I mean, like, you know, even like a band, like obviously a band is four or five people getting together and putting their ideas together to make a thing. So like me and Matt, you know, we're two people getting together, putting our ideas together to make the zine. So obviously we should have our own little impact on it. And, 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 uh, in this next one, I'm having a, um, what would you even call that so i i don't know if you know this but i do uh
2: oh let me explain this matt has a really sick obsession with root beer he made an (laughs) instagram page to review root beer like all these random ass brands Mm -hmm. and uh matt decided this that's actually the last page i gotta finish that i was talking about earlier uh, Matt decided to get a bunch of people's opinions, uh, so he wrote a little thing about what root beer means to him, mm-hmm. and we got a bunch of pe- different people in the zine uh, reviewing their or just their top choice root beer. I admit, as much as I think this is ridiculous, I'm gonna put my opinion on root beer in there too. Um, but yeah, so Matt's uh, upset obsession with root beer will be featured in volume ten of Jersey Slide. <clears throat>
0: That's awesome. I'm. I'm really curious because there's <laughs> some root beer uh, that I absolutely hate. Um, I kind of. I forget what the flavoring is because uh, there's like different types. Um, it was like some Australian root beer that I tried when oh, I was
1: Bundaberg. in. You had Bundaberg. Okay, yes, yeah, so you know exactly <laughs> what Look I'm talking how about. He knows <laughs> it. Look how he bad, knows. Yo. Bundaberg dude, is so bad, dude.
0: I was in San Diego and I was like having the time of my life, like um, we're in this part of the city where it was like super common for everybody just to walk around with their shirts off. So I was like, all right, cool. Like I want to blend in. So I took my shirt off. I'm walking around the neighborhood. I hit the, the local, um, you know, liquor store and I was like, I'm feeling good. I'm gonna get a root beer that I've never even heard of. I cracked that shit open and it was disgusting. And I felt so, <laughs> I felt so upset because I was like, I spent money on this shit and I, I hate it. So I went back to the liquor store and I, I just bought something um, that I'm used to. And it was like, oh, it was so, I was so mad. So now whenever I see it on shelves or anywhere, I'm like, I know to avoid that bottle. Cause to me, it tasted like shit.
2: So wait, yeah. Matt, you gave that one a bad review too? Uh, Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll tell you what I rated that one right now.
2: Okay. Um, Cause so for someone who doesn't have a wide, um, I guess, knowledge of root beers, I've only tried one crappy root beer through you, which was the Goya Malta one. How does that compare?
1: Malta, Malta is not root beer. Oh Malta's not a root beer? Okay, see. Oh, so so here's here's, here's like my, my lack whole of knowledge Yeah, here's my whole thing with uh with my root beer pages. So I've always liked root beer mm-hmm. and I don't really know why I decided to start a page reviewing them, but it's fun. So my thing with root beer is um I noticed that so there's only been one person who is who has like broken my theory. But my theory is that if you like root beer, you don't like Malta. And if you like Malta, you don't like root beer and, um, I I, I can't explain what Malta is. I honestly really don't know what it is, but, um, but, uh, but yeah. So what I did was, is for every 100 followers I get on my root beer page, I will review a Malta because obviously I'm team root beer, and there's a lot of people out there who are team Malta. And like a lot of my friends are. So like, that's why, that's why I reviewed Malta. So that was, that was my thing. And so. Malto and root beer are two different things. But Bundaberg, Bundaberg came in at a two on my list. It was very bad.
0: Okay. If I tell you my favorite root beer, could you give me a suggestion on one that um, might be uh, similar or something that I might enjoy?
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Okay. So I, I really love this brand called uh, Virgil's.
1: Oh, he don't like Virgil's. Oh, okay. Um, So, yeah, Virgil's came in at a 3.5 for me. I tried it twice. Okay. Um, so I have a funny story with Virgil's. The first time I tried it, I was so disappointed. And if you look on my page, I gave them such a bad review. But the, the Virgil's, like, root beer account on Instagram, like, cat like commented on the post and was like, hey, like, it looks like we need to, uh like, we need to make this up to you, like, get in touch with us. So I got in touch with them and I was going back and forth, like, with emails from the company, like, yeah, like, we got to send you some free product, but eventually they stopped answering. So, but I had a lot of people tell me that like, maybe it was just a bad batch or something because Mm -hmm. a lot of people really like people who like Virgil's like really like Virgil's. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I decided to try it again. Once again, it's not that good, but I could definitely see why people like it. So, um, I don't know how popular this brand is, but Matt got it from me one time. It's called the, it's called Captain Eli's. That one's kind of got the same taste. Um, I do remember that it wasn't like super carbonated. So it was kind of weird. It kind of like tasted flat, Mm -hmm. But I would suggest Captain Eli's because it's got like if Virgil's like Virgil's Bundaberg and Captain Eli's compared to other root beers have like a very odd taste. And so like it's not a traditional kind of root beer. So um, that's definitely like I would suggest Captain Eli's for sure. That would be that would be another one. You should okay. try. Hell
0: yeah. I'll definitely check that out. And um, for anybody who's not following the Instagram, uh, can you talk about your favorite root beer? One that you like this is a must have if you have any kind of you know a liking towards root beer
1: yeah i mean i got you the kiss one no the actually yeah the gene so my i do have a top root beer but i i haven't i haven't been able to review it yet because it's from a it's from a small brewery in michigan so when i go there in the summer that'll that'll be my that'll be my number 10 okay but the closest thing to it is um Gene Simmons from Kiss has his own root beer and it's called Gene Simmons Moneybags root beer. And, uh, that comes in at a nine. And, um, but for like, for stuff that's like super common, like Stewart's is always a great choice. Um, Stewart's is super good. Um, Dr. Brown's is also really good. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in like the eight and the eight and seven section and W barks, like all the popular root beers are pretty decent, like mug, like, Mug is the lowest of my popular root beers. Mm-hmm. I haven't even reviewed that one yet because I'll get to that one later. That one's not that good, but um, what about but yeah? So I would say Stewart's. Like I, I always go with Stewart's if I if I don't have anything else to get.
0: Okay, is there any love for IBC?
1: Yeah, IBC. So IBC, like, it's good too. Um, but the way I describe it is like literally just average. Um, okay. Yeah, it was. It's um. I'm pretty sure it was a 6. Um, but it was it was good and I would definitely get it again. Um and I've had it a bunch of times like it's it's another popular loop here. You, so, you, but there was nothing like there was nothing that was like super like oh my god, this is amazing, you know.
0: You want to hear how lame my friends and I were in high school? uh, since we were all, um, straight edge back then, I'm, I'm still straight edge to this day, but a lot of them aren't. But back in the day when we were um, in high school and wanting to, you know, go hang out with girls and meet new people. Right. Um, we would get invited to these, like social settings and we'd go to these house parties and uh, straight edge wasn't a common thing out where I grew up. Right. So, um, whenever we'd explain it to people, it would just sound so foreign. So to avoid having to explain it to the people who, um, wouldn't care or just to avoid that weird situation where people would want to challenge us on why we weren't drinking or whatever we would go to the dollar store where they would sell these um ibc root beers but in um, 40 ounce glass bottles so we would just go show up to the parties with our 40s and people would leave us alone and we thought it was the the funniest thing ever because everybody obviously thought we were drinking but we weren't we were just literally just drinking these uh, super cold (laughs) root beers that looked like we were just drinking these normal like 40 ounce beers Dude, such a I good think...
2: idea. I'm going to start doing that at parties now because we're both straight edge too. I always compare Matt to like one of those hipster craft beer guys, but he's like the straight edge punk root beer guy
1: instead. Okay. Like equivalent. Yeah, I, I definitely I've never seen IVC in a in a forty ounce glass bottle. Um, so if I if I ever get a chance to get, I'm definitely gonna get that.
0: Hell yeah, yeah. We, we used to go to the dollar store. I'm not sure if they still have it because I haven't done it in a while. Because obviously, uh, I, I I would never go to a party at this point. So somebody tried to invite me to like some house party. I'd be like, all right, yeah, uh, maybe I'll show up. But honestly, I'll, I I wouldn't show up. But um, that's what we used to do back in the day, which is uh, pretty funny now to like look back on it. But yeah, we only found it at the dollar store. Like I, I don't think I've ever saw saw them anywhere else.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely have to have to look out because one of the, one of the things that goes into my reviews is like the bottle, the bottle okay. is a big thing, you know? So mm-hmm. like if you, if you drink, if you drink a root beer in a can, it's obviously going to taste a little different than a root beer in a bottle. So like plastic bottles are the worst, the worst way to drink a root beer, but glass bottles are great. So I'm, I'm always a, a big fan of a glass bottle.
0: Yeah, that, that is weird because I know that, um, uh, out here, they have like they they call them like Mexican cokes. Do you guys have that out where, where you live? Like the ones that come in the glass bottle that um, are supposed to be like you know using like real sugar versus the ones in the can.
1: Yeah, we Seen do around. Yeah, we um, I mean, I I uh, I stock them at Shoprite sometimes. Um, we have Mexican Coke, Mexican Sprite, and Mexican Fanta too.
0: Okay. Damn. Well, that's crazy. Well, I, I I do remember you. I'm pretty sure I saw you posting about your beer account on I think maybe Twitter or um. Maybe it was Instagram. I can't remember, but I, but I do remember that. So that that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you, um, you're, you're, doing that and, um, incorporating that into the zine because, because it is smart to, to be honest, you'd be surprised at like how many people, um, you know, definitely, um, have that same interest as you. Cause when I'm on here, uh, the, the podcast talking about like the, probably the stuff that people wouldn't think it is as popular. Like when I'm talking about like, you know, K-pop or Disney that that shit has brought me so many people off air that have hit me up and I'm led to new podcasts. It, it, it's crazy. So I, I always think it's important to, to have that personal touch because, because people do care and people want to know um who's behind the, this thing that they're um, into, whether it be the podcast, the zine who's putting on these shows. So for you guys to add those personal touches, I I, I think it's really important.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like you like man overboard and like we're out here talking about like hardcore, you know, And mm. we both like man overboard. And I remember we talked about that last podcast.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. So, so keep it up, uh, Matt, do more of your personal writing. That Punisher thing was cool. Uh, um, so definitely looking forward to you know seeing more of that from you in, in the future. And honestly, I, I feel like the, the, the more you do it, the, the, the better you'll get, right. Cause I'm um, obviously you got to perfect your craft. And um, even though you might not like what you put out, just um, know in-, in time things will get better.
2: It's definitely been, a- I feel like with every zine we put out, it's it's more learning. Mm-hmm. We learn something new. We get new ideas every time. It's constantly growing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, same here. I'm, I'm- I, 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 I still learn stuff. I, I still make mistakes and I, I always just try my best to, you know, to, to keep it together and, uh, you know, stay positive and uh, try to find ways to improve what I'm doing. Cause I'm obviously not some master at this. So I always feel like there's a room for, for improvement.
1: For sure. There's always, there's always some way to improve, you know, like, I mean, look at, look at our, our zine, like perfect example, you know, like what we went from and what we're doing now, you know, it's, we, we learned a lot. And we improved a lot.
0: So, yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely a fan. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys sending me out Volume Nine. I, I was really, um, you know, uh, liking that that uh, interview with Carlos from Rob Brigade. I did like how you you tied in, um, you know, the the um, you know both languages w- w- with the translation. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: see someone like that, Matt. Someone okay, that. I thought it
2: was a waste <laughs> of pages. I was trying to keep the page down. You know, page count down a little wow. bit.
0: Wow.
2: Okay. All <laughs> right. So no. I guess I'm the negative one in this. I'm sorry. Oh, like, wow.
0: Okay. And, and if you I... You know what?
2: I'm not, I'm not going to get canceled here, okay? Because I used to always put comic book stuff in our zines. Okay. And that stopped me. I don't do it anymore. In our old ones, I used to put, like, just funny pages I liked or something. You literally something. wrote a
1: whole article about The Punisher.
2: That Hold on. That wasn't for my com- love of comics. That was for the blm movement okay he's laughing but i'm actually being serious about this okay that was that was that was not that's not comic related that is real world related he does not let me put comic book stuff anymore however we did think about and i again it's been like a busy past few months i didn't get to i did want to start a new feature where i try to find comics for people who may not be into comics like stuff that isn't because whenever i try to talk about comics with Matt. It's 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 literally talking to a wall because he gets he just turns his back to me. He doesn't want to hear it. This kid has no imagination. Sorry, I'm not going to crap on you. Um, So I thought of an idea of trying to find comic books for people who don't, aren't into your generic like sci fi uh Superhero stuff, and I was thinking like maybe starting a feature comics for hardcore kids. And I don't know, maybe maybe within the next few zines I'll do it. That I did get Matt's approval for though, so we'll see. Maybe that's something to do.
0: I think that's that's easy because because if you look at okay, people aren't really into the superhero stuff. Cool, you can go tap into like the indie side, and there's so much yeah cool shit. So mu-
2: I, if one day I could get Matt to read a comic book, I would die happy. Yeah. And right. if he liked it. But I don't know if it'll ever happen. But who knows? Maybe somebody is out there in the hardcore scene who's like, Matt, will not pick up a comic book or anything nerdy, and I could get them to do it. That would be
0: pretty cool. Now, now I'm, I'm curious. Matt, have you watched any of, like, comic book movies? Like, any DC, Marvel, like, MCU so- stuff?
2: I am a little biased when it comes to the big two. I started off as a DC reader, but now I am mainly a Marvel guy. Okay. Um, Welcome I've to the team. Every, yeah, thank you. Uh, I've, I've been reading for comics for over 10 years now. But yeah, for all the movies, I'm caught up with everything Marvel uh, and the TV shows, and I'm looking forward. I'm really excited for the Miss Marvel TV show just because it's New Jersey represent. Okay, and for matt and anybody else who's not a nerd, she's from Jersey City, so that's why uh I'm excited for that show.
0: I guess I should have clarified a little matt have you seen any m c u or d c stuff
1: um i mean i like I've watched like bits and like pieces of like you know the the popular movies i've never i've never paid a few months ago I did try to watch a star wars movie mm-hmm. and i I left like fifteen minutes in but um he texted me I couldn't stand watching these
2: robotic elephants (laughs) yeah yeah,
0: that's funny okay maybe maybe start with some street level stuff try watching like if you can watch Daredevil season one on Netflix and hate it then maybe this just isn't for you which is totally fine but I would suggest that because I know so many people who were so skeptical about this whole thing and that is what drew them in because they saw like, you know, um, obviously there's like high level of production, but just the story and it not being super flashy and too out of this world, uh, it, it kind of like opened up people's eyes to like a whole different aspect of what these things can be.
2: Matt only- is also into like a lot of mob mafia type of stuff. So I feel like he yeah, would actually. Not? What? I said, who's not? (laughs) I don't know, but I'm saying Mm -hmm. like, maybe you would actually, now that I'm happy you brought that up, Jamie, because maybe he would like Daredevil.
0: Okay. And and going to like the mob stuff, if you're into the mob stuff, I would highly suggest Luke Cage, right? Luke Cage is solid through and through. It was uh, really good. Uh, It could have been great before it got canceled, uh, but that's a whole nother story. But yeah, I I would suggest watching Daredevil or, or, or Luke Cage if you're into that stuff. Because uh, let me write that down. Super interesting, and, and yeah, Even,
2: honestly, all the well, maybe st- you wouldn't like Iron Fist. I know it; it wasn't that good, and I don't yeah. like it. It, um, it. Me being an Iron but, Fist fan,
0: it was it was hard to swallow.
2: Yeah, Pause. but I honestly think you would like all the other Netflix Marvel shows. uh We don't know if they're canon in the main Marvel movies yet or not, but. I don't think you care about that anyway. But regardless, you should probably watch them. Because and and if you want, if you like Daredevil, it leads into the Punisher show. And if you like Daredevil, then you'll
1: like the Punisher show. The only the only thing like in the realm that that I uh, that I could get into was a uh, was Deadpool. But that was like a comedy movie. So, mm-hmm. Like I just thought it was funny and like and- it was an interesting story, I guess. But like I don't really care about like the story or anything. But there is there is a a superhero from New Jersey. And, uh, it's called the toxic Avenger. And I forget like who originally put the movie out. It was like in the eighties and apparently it was really bad. I still haven't watched it yet, but it's on, it's on YouTube and I'm, I'll get to it eventually. But, um, that's, that's been like the only superhero thing i wanted to check out because they're from New Jersey mm-hmm. and the whole story of the toxic Avenger is that, so New Jersey is a, it's a state it's, um, it's got the most super fun sites and super fun sites are, are basically like, um, Plots of land that are like too toxic to to build on, so there, there's um I forget who put it in, but they put in this program called Superfund to try to clean these sites up, so that way we can use them, you know, and they're not just like abandoned lots. So, they they basically took took that and they made the Toxic Avenger, and they said that he he became the Toxic Avenger because he was like on a Superfund site or something like that and the coolest part about it is that the actor who played the toxic avenger actually is like a huge activist for like these super fun sites and trying to get them rebuilt and trying to clean up um new jersey because i mean you drive all over new jersey it's it's not a nice place so you know he's a he's a very big activist on that now which i think is pretty cool so that's that's like the only reason why i'm i'm into that i still haven't watched the movie yet it might be terrible but
0: Okay, and I'm pretty sure that's put up by trauma, right? If I'm uh, remembering correctly, um, it might be. Yeah, but, but that's that's I, honestly, I had no idea uh, about that from the actor. So he's basically just playing himself in the movie.
1: Yeah, I, I think, I think like he like it might have come out like once once like the whole movie was explained to him, and like the the severity of um of like what what's happened in New Jersey, um like specifically specifically like right on the Raritan River um, and the Raritan River comes out and it ends in Perth Amboy and then goes and then like after Perth Amboy it's the ocean but right on the Raritan River there was all these um factories and businesses and so right in uh right in Saerville which is right across the river from Perth Amboy there was national lead and they would just dump everything in the water so there's lead in the water In Perth Amboy we had a we had um Dutch Boy Paints which is now um what's I'm the doing. what's yeah. One that yeah, sounds so Dutch, like my last name. Yeah. yeah so Dutch boy paints turned into uh Sherwin Williams. And so we had a Dutch boy paints factory in, in Perth Amboy. And over the weekends, what they would do is they would, they would make sure the, that the last batch of paint that they did was uh was like a blue and a green. So that way, when they dumped the paint in the water, it made the water look blue and green. So people would want to swim in it. So that's, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. We have uh, multiple super fun sites in Amboy just, just alone. It's a little three mile city and we have multiple of them. So.
0: Damn, that's, that's really crazy. I, I had no idea about any of that till you brought it up right now. And that, that is uh pretty messed up that those companies were doing that and, uh, you know, kind of had a hand in ruining, um, you know, parts of the city.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, like, it's super interesting to me because like, like these places are where I hung out. You know, like mm-hmm. me and my friends, like we didn't go to the mall. We hung out in like abandoned buildings and stuff like that. You know, and like we didn't think anything of it. When I was little, I used to swim in the water, and like people were like, "Yeah, don't swim in the water," but I never, I, you know, I never knew why. And so now, now obviously after doing my research and stuff, after I know why. An
2: extra arm, he knows why.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's an arm coming on my back right now, and you know, I don't really know why, but you know, hey, you know, at least swimming was fun.
0: That's that's insane, but but honestly that, that shows to me that you actually, um, you know, care about your city to, to know about all that stuff going on. And, and especially, you know, it, it, being, uh, you know, local and, and you have to see it in your city. So that, that is crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, and we, is such a beautiful city. Like we're right, we're right across the water from, from Staten Island. And like, you can see, you know, you can like my mom's house used to be down the waterfront and I used to wake up in the morning and look out the window at the ocean mm-hmm. and, it's such a beautiful place, and so like, and it was such a like when when Perth Amboy like historically it's been a it's been an industrial city, and so it's not it's not really like that anymore because all these places are just abandoned lots at this point. So one of the one of the coolest things that's happened recently is across the street from my high school, there was um I forget what factory it used to be there, but they ended up turning turning the um the abandoned lot into a. Uh, into a soccer field and two baseball fields for my school, which was crazy because like, you know, my whole life it was just big abandoned lots. So it's like it's cool to see like things like that happen, and it's definitely like, you know, I mean the biggest reason why why I've been into this stuff is because like throughout middle school and high school, like me and my friends wanted a new skate park so badly, and there was all these abandoned lots, and we never understood why the city would, wouldn't just take an abandoned lot and build a skate park for the community. Like skate park we have is falling apart. And so we are like, you know, you got all these places. Why don't you just build a skate park? Like, there we go. There's already concrete there. you don't you don't have to pour concrete or anything. But, you know, after after learning about all that stuff, you know, it's obvious why they can't build a skate park there and stuff. So that's that's really how I how I got into all that stuff.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. And, and for, for me, for someone who's not from the area, um, I, I, I do find it interesting. Like I'm hearing about this topic. Maybe it's something you could try to incorporate in uh, future zine episodes or not episodes, excuse me, issues.
1: Oh yeah. I mean that's I, I never even thought of that, but that's a that's a good idea. And like I grew up into a lot of it too because my mom my mom's like a huge like nature nerd, you know, and she was mm-hmm. a so for a long time she was a professional photographer. And so from the time I was super little like I was going out with her, like taking pictures of these animals and nature and stuff. And um so now that she lives in Michigan, she um she actually just opened up a plant nursery and uh so if anyone's around Kalamazoo Michigan uh check out Bee Friendly Nursery um she'll hang out with you teach you how uh, plants and sell you a bunch of plants so she's you know she's real happy with that and you know growing up growing up with a mom like that you know like she she for sure like showed me that it's very important to like take care of the environment and stuff like that because you know like as as a kid growing up, like going to all these places where you know I see these animals and I I experience these things, you know, like it it really it really stuck with me, and um like now I'm now I'm big into hiking and camping and stuff like that, so like I like going out there and doing those things, but um but it's definitely like, and it it, it um a lot of it was done just for money, you know, like they would they would dump their waste in the river just to save money, which is like. Which is like what's disappointing about the whole thing because like, you know, it's it's for a million dollar company, it doesn't cost that much more to properly dispose of these things, you know, like it's it's it could have been easily avoided, but it wasn't.
0: Uh, do you guys have Netflix? Yeah, there's a show. Um, and I always suggest it to people whenever I, I talk about, um, you know, these like environmental stuff, there, there's a show on Netflix called uh, Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Have you seen it?
2: I've, I've seen it come up as like suggested and i've never honest, honestly this is me being judgy because zach efron was on it i was like uh, i'm too cool for that's this exactly course. why i haven't watched it yet either. but if if you're about to suggest it i'm gonna dude, write it down
0: dude i'm telling you when when because uh, the 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 basic like premise of the show is I'm um, uh, zach efron and his uh, uh co-host his friend they uh travel around the world. And they find like healthy and sustainable ways to live life. Right. And when they go to these different countries and they show you how they're doing certain things, like um, I think it was a it was a uh, Paris um, if I remember correctly, they're showing how, um, like, you know, uh, in that area, they just have like these, um, uh, you know, free systems of water, like, like where um, anybody um, can go get free water. And there's even like there's like normal water and like sparkling water, and they have like these fill stations all around the city because um, that's like one thing that they don't think people should, um, you know, have to pay for. So like they have like this whole system in place to to give everybody um, ha- have it, or have everybody have access to free water. And when like they're going to these different parts of the world and showing you how they're um, basically using the, the earth in a positive way to like have like renewable um, sources of energy and and then it kind of like you know makes you think about our country and how we're doing so many things wrong and how we can do things way better but for some reason these like you know um, governments that are in place are just choosing not to it, it it's crazy but but yeah I'm like I've never been a fan of Zach Efron until I watched this show and it just opened up my eyes to like how Um, backwards um our country is in a lot of ways especially when it comes to um you know trying to find ways to to um, keep on living healthy and sustainable and using um these things um, these natural resources it's seriously crazy so like i i highly suggest that show um, for anybody to watch who's interested
1: yeah i mean that's that's like uh just going out, like my mom would always like take us, we, we've been to Yellowstone and we've been to Yosemite in California too. Mm-hmm. And just like taking, taking us out to these places, you know, it made me realize like, we need to preserve these things, you know, like we have so little of it left on our earth because, you know, we build so much that we need to make sure that like, what we have there is left, you know, I mean, we've destroyed so much of it and the cool thing, um, the coolest thing that's happened this year is a uh, GM, they, uh, I want to say by 2030, they said all their cars that are that are coming out are going to be electric which uh-huh. is like super cool you know it's such a that's a big step in um in preserving what we have yeah. and have, have you ever been to um yosemite by any chance
0: no i i've never been that far up north in my own state which is kind of embarrassing to talk about and it hurts me to, to think about how um i've basically just been in the lower half of uh southern california
1: i mean that that makes sense though because california is like the whole country, like it. How long does it take to drive from like the bottom to the top? Like that's like days, right?
0: No, no, no not days. I mean, you could do it in like uh probably ten hours. Yeah, 10, yeah, ten, eleven hours. It's not that long.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's still a lot. Like New Jersey, you can you can do top to bottom in like two and a half hours, maybe. But that's crazy. I, if you ever if you ever get the chance, please go up there. I mean, it, it, like even if you're not into hiking and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like Yosemite was a park made to be accessible for the people. So, like, you can still experience everything without, like, hiking anywhere. But that's that's when it gets cool is when you hike and stuff. So, like, Yosemite is real cool. It's such a cool experience to be up there. And if you ever get a chance, like, please, please go check it out. It's so amazing.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's something that I, I definitely want to do. Um, I, I was uh, talking to some friends who, who live nearby about doing something. But this was, like, during the pandemic. So, obviously, things didn't really work out because of – the situation, but, but I'm hoping in the future, um, I'm, I, that's something that I'm more than willing to do. Cause I would love to go out and just, uh, you know, kind of, uh, see, uh, some cool nature. Cause obviously I, I spend a lot of time in the city. So it's always nice to kind of get away and see how things are uh, in those um, certain situations.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, one, one thing that's like happened with the pandemic is like hiking and stuff like that has, is, I mean, it's exploded, you know, cause like you can't do anything indoors. So what are you going to do outdoors? You know? So, that's, like, um, you know, like, I would go on, like, these hikes, and there wouldn't be too many people, and then once the pandemic started, I mean, there was hundreds of people, you know, and so it's definitely, like, at this point, it's, like, a super good time to, like, get into things like that, because it's so accessible. There's so many people doing it, so, like, you know, you can always find someone to go with, and you can always, like, you know, not that you need, like, special gear or anything like that, but, like. Now, now, you know, it's more accessible than ever. You know, it's, it's such a, it's such a big community at this point that like, it's like, it's, it's blown up in the past year.
0: Oh yeah. Well, um, damn, this is, this has been super awesome. I, I, I'm so happy that I was able to have you guys on the podcast to, to talk about the, the zine and it has me excited for the next issue. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, to seeing that come out, um, at some point in June, but before we sign off, is there anything else you guys would like to say or shout out?
1: Um, I want to shout out uh, "Killing Me," reaching out and Last Draw. They're um they're three straight edge bands from uh from the East Coast, and they're all they're all about our age. They're all like teenagers, maybe early twenties. So definitely check them out. Um, Last Draw is also members of Anxious too. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard of them, so definitely check those bands out. You know, young straight edge bands. Um, also check out uh, the core Health fanzine and uh, the Saturday kids fanzine also from uh, from the tri-state area. Mm-hmm. Those are also great zines. And lastly, if you haven't heard um, from Perth Amboy, the cut down demo just came out today. So please check that out. It's, um, you know, it's some of my closest friends and I'm, I, you know, it's, it's probably my favorite thing that's come out of Amboy so far. So I'm really, I'm really proud of what they did and uh, I would suggest everyone checks that out.
2: And uh, I just want to, also i've said it already but i'm gonna always say it every time i have the opportunity thank you and shout out to carl gunhouse because he's he's really a part of the scene too he ever pretty much most of 90 percent of our photography that we get on there is from him and he's always so supportive and helpful putting the scene together so shout out to him
0: oh yeah well seriously thank you guys for um, doing the podcast thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll be back soon